Pickett, she lays it off to Reza Polaris. It's an absolute peach. Is driving. What a hit from Melina Rez. Wow. And Sam Kerr has a hat trick. Meet him up. One nil. And you know what? It's been a while. We went away. But much like the Dutch season, we do come back. It feels like a long time, but we come back. And when we come back, Lockie, I feel like it's always important to bring back amazing guests. You know, sometimes you can bring new guests and you can you can make you can make new friends, yeah? Well, I'm pretty sure last time this show took a break after the you know, the first A League women's season of its of its existence. Yeah. And returned as like an NPL Victoria uh, specialized show. The person we had to mark that oh. occasion was, well, if my memory serves me correctly, the very same think, person we're about might, to. I think uh, you might be correct. And you know what? Now. Friend of the show. I think we can call her. I think yeah. we can call her friend of the show. She also said we could call her Franny. Also we, known we cleared that before we, cleared we went that. to air. We did yes. clear that. Also known as Francesca Iamano. Francesca, welcome back to the show. And uh, how does it feel to be officially an A League women's player? Oh, yeah, it's unreal. I think I've always said when I was, like, younger, I was like, oh, you know, like, it's, like, so cool to, you know, be, like, one of those girls that get to play W League and then you're one of those girls and you're like, where did the time go? What happened? Um, I think last time I was on the show, I said I was always in and out of um, W League teams, train-ons, injury replacement. So to be a pro on a pro contract from the start, it's just, like, yeah, it's still unreal, to be honest. So, um, yeah. We're not, it's we're really not... good, and it's always a pleasure to be back on the show. So thanks for having me, guys. No, no, Franny, friend of the show, number one friend of the show status <laughs> at the moment. Um, but not only did you have a you know the first game for Western uh, uh, Western United, but you had a tough matchup on the weekend, and you actually throughout the game you just like seemed to grow and grow into so much more confident. You were getting for because we. If a lot of people watch the NPL, you we saw you getting forward a lot. And I, when I saw the lineup, I was like, oh, Franny's, I forget that Franny's a defender because she gets forward so often. Was it, were you intimidated by the matchup? And how did you feel you went in that first game? Yeah, I think, look, it was, we're, we're versing the defending champions. It's my old team. A um, lot of nerves, a lot of excitement. But I think we were so, so good coming into the game on what we expected. Like, we already knew. So for me, like being a versatile player anyway, I know that like at any point I'm going to be thrown in to a position where I'm going to play somewhere that I might have not had the prep for. Um, so, yeah, like I, I know that as long as kind of the coaches go, you have full, um, our, our full, I guess, I don't know what the word is. Like I think you can you can have your full freedom to go, go forward as a defender. Um but just get back. So <laughs> look, it, it goes hand in hand. It's go, go forward all you want, but you know, you have to come back. If you do do that, you don't have the luxury of two lines being behind you as an attacker. Um, so yeah, it was good, but yeah, exactly. As you said, as the game just kept going, I just found my confidence, found the rhythm. And I just said, this is just like any other game. So take it from there. Well, we will talk more about the, the historic result, um, the historic experience <laughs> for you of playing against, um, against your former club in a, in a game like that. But I want to go a few steps further because the other thing I'm just remembering now about the last time we would have had you on is the other guest, and maybe this is just a... Oh, yes, maybe it's something this. we orchestrated without realising it. Maybe it's just a weird we twist of fate, tellers, Lockie, a kismet thing. But the <laughs> other guest we had on that that show was uh, was Mark Torcaso, who then was uh, 
just a just a Calder United coach. I think he might have just been confirmed yeah. as the Western United coach. And before too too long, he'd uh, he'd dragged you uh, along with the, with him. Um, tell us a little bit about the process of of how you came oh, yeah, to this to, to become a Western United player because. We had a feeling. I mean, as one of our friends of the show, we had a hope that we yeah, might see you there, on. but we don't know how it happened. So tell us. Uh, look, I think the way that I knew Weston was going to be from um, the people in the club, you know, I already knew of Amanda. Um, obviously, I knew Mark and I knew majority of the girls. I played with them um, prior or when I was younger or even, you know, this season or et cetera. Um, I think it was a massive decision. And I think the main factor for me was you're about to be part of something that's never going to happen again. Um, And you're going to be a part of a club where everyone has been working so hard to get to the point um, that they are, you know, they got Western got their, their their men's team three years ago, and then they wanted the women's team back then. And it's not just like it didn't happen overnight. It was three years of hard work, persistence, um, you know, a little bit of, um, I guess, downfalls. And then, like we said, COVID hit and obstacles after obstacles. And I said, that sounds like my journey. So let me be a part of a team that knows what it feels like and has gone through it. And um, especially with the girls, success just feels that much better when you know it's been with people that have kind of struggled or have had those roadblocks, like I said. Um, so, yeah, I guess playing that first ever game and being part of the first ever team and they just went on about you're gonna you know it's the first this and the first that and and you know we say the word history like lightly but it's not it's mm. actually ten years time that's that first ever team in the W League so um, I just couldn't wait to be a part of it to be honest and I knew that the people that were there were gonna back me hundred percent so I think you spoke a little bit about this just in your previous answer but is the sense of belonging so important about that club because that's when I look at like the Western and I hear people talk about it. They, it feels like a lot of people resonate yeah, with that kind of just, story. And just yeah. so united and you're a group that's sticking together through the thick times. Because obviously in football teams, you know, there's always team unity, but there's like a different level of Western. Is that something that's drew you even more? Because obviously, you know, you're at a fee emerging and you were training with uh, like a lot of Western girls. But was that like what made you like, I need to sign like even quicker than before? Yeah, I think for sure. I think like we said, these girls, and I've, I, I said it even two weeks in preseason, it feels like these girls have been together, all of us, for four years, to yeah. be honest. Like, we were in the two-week mark and I was like, oh, all we need to do is start figuring out how each other plays. But the team culture, the team environment, the team bonding, like, that stuff's on another level. I think that's one of the the top teams that I've been in um, where – like we said, there was there was already the quarter girls that, you know, there's already eight of them that already had that massive bond and just everyone else slipping into something that was already created that they took, a, you know, a long time to make really special. Mm. We just just fit in perfectly from there too. So, um, like I said, I, I played with a lot of the girls when I was younger or, you know, presently and stuff like that. And they are great, great bunch of girls. Um, they, everyone really, really cares about each other and it's, and it's, it's a sense of, you know, you, that person might be making the starting 11 over you and you would still feel so good for them. And, you know, you mm. would just, you'd match yourself up against them and just say, look, that's where I need to be. Um, but otherwise everyone's always happy for each other, no matter what the starting is or who's who's in it. And 
um, who's traveling and who's not. It's just, this is the the 20 plus girls we have and we're going to do something no matter if you're a train on or pro or scholarship or anything else. So yeah, for sure. Well, it kind of, it kind of makes sense at the very least with the sort of, uh, Victorian players and like what we like to call the colder core because even if you haven't played uh, together or you don't know one another you usually know of one another like it's a pretty I'm sure you'd be aware it's a pretty tight-knit circle but but what have the um the the American players who have who have come in how have they how have they settled I mean we saw them all play uh pretty well on yeah. on the weekend as well how have you found them yeah they're 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 awesome to be honest I think from the likes of having Jess, she is incredible. I think I actually, I'm in between, everyone says you got the best seat in the house in the locker room. I'm in between Chloe and Jess. Oh, yeah. So I've got oh, two daddy. superstars next to me. And um, I'll never forget, I walked in the first day, Jess came in. She's like a, you know, two-time champion. And I literally said to her, I'm so sorry, but I take up so much space. So <laughs> just letting you know. And she goes, at least told me, to be honest. So now that's what we're going to do. Um, no, nah, they're great. They're really good. Um, even Jackie, our, our Canadian, Philippine, Philippine international, our captain now, um, they, they're really, really awesome. And they just bring some other type of, um, I guess, experience. I think, you know, in the NWSL or in America overseas, it's, it's a completely different league. And they come in here and they just make everyone raise to that standard. Um, but they're enjoying it as well. And we all have a laugh. So they, they fit in just exactly like anyone from, from Victoria would have, where you already knew each other. Mm. Um, but yeah, really, really great girls. So, um, yeah. And that first game would have been momentous enough just with the, the sort of general narrative, but especially so, I guess for you being this sort of meeting of two worlds the place where you got this run you got a medal as we as we discovered last time you know with victory how did you feel about the the prospect of of facing that squad because it it was a very tight-knit group it was a group with whom you were you know pretty tight-knit as well it must have been I'm sure you're no stranger to playing against you know players who you're friends with and that kind of thing but it would have been I'm sure there would have been a bit of a bit of a challenge on on some level surely yeah, I think, you know, we talk about the, the pros and the pros was, okay, well, I've trained every bit with these girls. I know exactly what's, who's going to mm. do what and, um, you know, what, what their weak sides are and what their good sides are. And I guess the, I could filter that into training to then say, okay, look, you know, let's look at it on this side because I know that this person will, you know, let's say, for instance, play to the right side every single time. So, so is, is that why that. is that why Mark's brought you in? You're yeah. like the, no, no. The, the spy. You just give us all, all <laughs> the insight. And if you can play forward. well, that's a, that's a bonus as well. <laughs> yeah. No, nah, but look, it was it was awesome to see see the, the victory girls again too. Like they they were also a great bunch of girls. So um, I think just like I said, predominantly it's, it's I, I knew these girls, I knew what they were going to do. And I think that's kind of given me the upper hand in, being able to recognize stuff early or maybe someone, something from the, even the Americans in the league that, you know, don't even know the league, let alone the girls. Um, it, it felt like I was actually the one that had the, like kind of the experience in that point. Um, so yeah, it was good for me and it, and it was, it was great, you know, from a confidence side as well. Um, to be able to yeah give a bit of information on it and stuff. So you played 
so well so well that I think the Western I don't know if it's the active squad, I don't know what their name is, but I think they gave you player of the match. I think I saw that on social media. Is that correct? Yeah, they did. Hey, come on, that's gotta be a good feeling. First first game and you're the the active squad. they're like, you know, that's our player. Have do they have a song for you? Yeah, they do. <laughs> do they have, they a, have a song, our our Western supporter group is honestly like they they are unreal. The amount of effort and just everything behind the scenes, they they care so much. And again, I guess even back to, you know, one of the earlier questions you guys asked me on what what made me want to come over. It's little things like this, you know, our, our active supporters have gone out, made a song for every single player. Um, they're there every single game. They're supporting us from behind the scenes. It's yeah, it's it's on a it's on a new level. So yeah, they do have a song for me. I will not sing it. You got ahead of our question. You, know, one of the games. you clearly understand this this interview caper well enough trying. to know what was going to follow. I knew I, I knew it was coming <laughs> up. So no, but um, yeah, massive shout out to them too because they they are awesome and they're just as part of the club as as anyone else. So. And no, those active supports, they're, they're a lot of fun. You know, they're small, but they're they're loud. Even if you go to the early men's games, they're like small, but they, they make a lot of noise. And I'm excited to f- get down there and see them this season. I mean, the, the noise through the, like, from, yeah. from watching it. It was a, it was a great crowd at, at City Vista. Oh, yeah, it was unreal. I, it's, it's funny because when they set the attendance, when you're on the field and when it's spread out like that, you don't feel like it was, you know, in the thousands. Um, let alone nearly hitting three. So, yeah, it was like on the field, you don't even recognise anything. Like it's just pure ball and the other 10 players around you. Um, But, yeah, I think it's even in the Wellington game, we've got 5K attendance. Women's football is growing and Mm. everyone wants to get around and everyone loves to see it. So, it just made it that extra bit special for us. There may well be some some things like the the scale of the crowd that you don't notice on the pitch, but I am sure you you would have been well aware of um one of the things that was was pretty prominent throughout the the whole of the game, which was the wind. Oh, the wind oh, was was crazy. I remember there was the, the there was, was one stinker, cutaway. I don't know stinker. if you've watched back the the game, but there was one cutaway of of yourself trying to take a throw in. And clearly the the wind was just like not working. You could just you could see it in your face that you were like communicating non verbally, like guys, just yeah. whatever you want from this throw, it's not <laughs> it's happening. It's not happening. And that's exactly what I was thinking, to be honest. <laughs> it was I remember that one exactly right. And they were I think it was Hannah that wanted it on her head. And I was like, it is just not happening. Like I, I have <laughs> not to, today. someone's not gonna today. have to come right at me and yeah. I'm gonna have to play the feed, or this ball is going everywhere. But it was it was it was not the best conditions, to be honest. Um, I think in saying that we're about to travel to one of the windiest cities um, in New Zealand, so maybe it was a bit of uh, preparation for, for Saturday. But, um, yeah, it was it was a, a massive factor. I think there was even a point where I think Alana Cern tried to clear it and it went out and the ball yeah, actually came back no, onto the pitch. I, was one. One. I, I looked away for half a second and I was no. like, oh, someone must have just brought it back into play. I was like, oh, no, no, that's just, that's just there the was one. Okay, cool. There was one, I can't remember who was playing it, but it, like they were trying to, I think they were setting it up for a free kick and the ball just spun right back around and just did a U-turn and said, not today. But do you know the yeah. only player that I swear was beating through the wind was Jess McDonald with her long throats. <laughs> She has cannons for arms. I need to understand how she does this because that's that's what I, I don't understand how she did it because she was the only person who was like, 
don't even look at, don't try me today, wind. I've got you beat. <laughs> me and you both. I was looking at her like, how are you doing that? Take him. Alex just said, just, just, you know what? Just take him because the wind's obviously on your side, Jess. So yeah, she, she's unreal, but she's unreal in any factor, whether it's throw-ins or sprints or anything. She, she's someone that I cannot wait to just get as much kind of info and stuff off. So um, yeah, she's unreal. And and chiefly unreal in the context of, of this game because she did score such a momentous goal. The the first for Western United, the only in this game, the one that delivered the win for you. Where where were you in the in the build up of, of, of that goal? How did you, you see it and, and what was running through your your head um up to the moment that it went in? You can you can touch on the afters as well if you like. Um well to be honest, like when uh, the ball came back to, I think it was either it was either Age or Mel. Honestly, honestly, I knew that she was gonna with the wind. I've seen her deliver some insane balls into the box from the exact, exact like part of the pitch. As soon as she delivered that, as soon as Hannah even got on it, I said I was one hundred percent that Hannah's gonna finish it. Um, my fantasy and then with team, all that, my all fantasy that team, my fantasy team, I knew thought Hannah was gonna score. I needed Hannah to score for my fantasy team. Whereas my fantasy team was oh. very happy that Jess scored. <laughs> no, so that was I needed good. Hannah to score. I honestly, I was like Hannah with a ball like that, and Hannah just being a just a clinical finisher. I'm like that. This is a goal. But as soon as I came back and I saw Jess on in the end of it, honestly, I was I was already starting to creep up to start celebrating. <laughs> you get a bit of FOMO in the back line. Not gonna lie, you do have to do a 30 meter sprint to even celebrate. So, yeah, I think after it and Jess's celebration, you know, she did the, the big W. She went straight to the active active supporters. Um, yeah, I think she, she that was that was special to her. That was special to everyone. So, um, yeah, big, definitely big celebrations after big celebrations in the change room. It was just it was a whole day till this week thing, to be honest. I think about Tuesday when we started doing tactical for, for Wellington, we were like, oh, all right. On to the next have to put now. that one to the side now. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. Um. Look, it was it was a fantastic, fantastic day. I think I think even the most begrudging of victory fans would have to be like, nah, this is this is still so uh, nice. still pretty cool. The other moment that particularly for those of us uh, I know Pakura in particular uh, of an NPL Victoria slant. Um, you know, as good as Not the win bias, itself, let's be honest, as bias. as good as the the win itself was, um, for people of that sort of background, the best moment of the day was when Alex Sinclair oh, yeah. got to oh, come awesome. on and get her yep. um, her bow as an A League women's player. Now, as far as I know, you haven't played with her before, but I'm under no illusion that you would know of her and be very familiar with her. Uh, with yeah. her work, what have you made of, of of her as a as a player before sort of um, being a teammate of hers, and and how much of that sort of hype that she builds around herself has she delivered on since you've sort of gotten to to play alongside her? Yeah, look, I think as a player, she you know in the NPL world, she was just always someone that just kept like persisting and kept. She was just so consistent, just back to back. It was always watch Alex Sinclair, watch Alex Sinclair. If she gets on the end of it, she will finish it. She's a clinical finisher too, and she's an absolute workhorse. Um, and she's brought that like exact thing to to Western as well. As a person, she is one of the probably best people I've I've ever met. 
Um, she is just so caring to everyone. And even before um, I was officially at, at Western, she just got around me so much. And she was just like, she wanted to make it before I even got there. Like I was already part of the family. She, yeah, she's definitely, and, and from the crowd and everyone being so proud of her too, you just know she's just one of the most genuine people. Mm. Um, she is just a clear example that it does not matter what age, how long you've been playing, where you've been playing, anything that anything's possible. And like, even I kind of nearly like teared up when she came on um, because I, I know how much it meant to her. So just being able to kind of share that with her, just, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's a real like family moment. Like I said, you doesn't matter how long you play and everything. Um, you just care so much about everyone around you. So for her to get on, um, yeah, like I said, I just knew how much it meant to her. And she has, she played the 20 and she was, like I said, she was just a workhorse. She just runs until the um, the whistle goes and the extra time, everything, you know, it, it was one nil. It was a dangerous scoreline when she came on and um, she did her job. So, yeah, I just think she's, she's a massive inspiration for, for anyone that is maybe in that awkward stage where, they might have not been in a in a train on environment or, or a W League environment and they kind of just want to give up. Um she, you know, she's older than all of us as a as a fact, but she works like she's fresh off of, of being a teenager. So yeah. I I'm so happy for her. And as you can tell, yeah. <laughs> can't stop talking about her. No, so yeah, it was it, it was really great. It honestly probably was like my one of my favorite moments from the weekend. Cause it just is like it's it's just like wholesome. It's what oh, I love. Yeah. It. It's what like I love if, about If there the was dog. anyone out there who didn't already know Alex and didn't yeah. enjoy that, I was like, well, sorry, you just hate life. Yeah, if you yeah, weren't exactly. happy for her, you just hate life. <laughs> you sorry. hate life because you're just you're not up with it. Yeah, you, exactly. need to get with the you need to get with the program. But no, it was it was a really incredible moment. And what's it like? You know, because we we've had Alex on the show. We've had a lot. Honestly, we've had a lot of uh, Western. We have. Unofficially and officially at the time we had them. When they were in the hybrid yeah, phase. Hybrid yeah, hybrid phase yeah. of are we <laughs> going to be playing for Western? But um, she spoke about how her and Mark have that same, like they're like the older ones, they have that music taste. And, and like there's the younger ones who, you know, no idea what they're doing. But now obviously we've got like Chloe in there, Jess in there. Are they kind of like winning the music battle at the moment? Are they getting to change up the tunes or is it still – the kids, the kids have got control. Oh no, kids have got control. <laughs> to be honest, like Stacy Papa, she's she's designated phone. That's it, playing it. Yeah, and and it's the old. There's the oldies too. We have okay. Jess like cranking it up every okay. like three songs too. So don't <laughs> worry, everyone. <laughs> everyone, yeah, but it's still just it's still the young the youngies as we like to call them. No, no, no. See, this is what I respect. I need to know. I feel like you guys need to do like an official Spotify playlist. Like I think that that's what Western need to do as part of their socials team, you know, and have a song. We, we definitely have one. I don't know if it's, um, it I don't know if it's on. Um, it needs to be it's public. It's not on public. Come on. It needs but to be public. We need to know what it is. What's the- I added it straight to my, um, to my personal. Yep. And I was like, you know what? This is, this is a good mix of our, you know, I'll cuff it by Beyonce with yeah. our promise oh, from Snelly. Like, we've got this, it all going is, on here. This is why this, this group of girls are my favourite because every time they come on, <laughs> they say the right things. We had Mel talking about Eve and I was like, that's it, Mel, you understand. <laughs> now we've got Franny here talking about cuff it from... Come on, lucky you don't understand. 
Well, we, no, I'm just noting that I feel like know. this show becomes less and less uh, a football show. It's more like rage of sometimes. Course, of course, <laughs> It gets to a point in the show where Pakul is like, I'm a music critic now. Exactly. We're just going to, that's going to be music. our thing. It's about the music. Oh, we're, we're, we're in at 6am with, with tunes pumping. It's a, Please. honestly, it's, <laughs> there's no quiet time around here. Exactly. So if anyone's half asleep, trust me, as soon as they walk in, something will definitely be hitting them. Exactly. This is what I'm talking about. This is what I feel like. We need this energy from all A-League Women's Club <laughs> because obviously I have the motto of dress well, coach well, play well. I think it's also should be good music, think mm-hmm. well. You play well. I'm just, it's it's the whole, it's a it's correlation. It's correlation. Oh, the, music, the, the tunes are pumping in the gym too. Don't worry. We, we can't go in five seconds without any music. So <laughs> so I'm I'm wondering then if that's going to make for some uh, some noisy plane journeys potentially, <laughs> like you guys just strolling through the international <laughs> airport, the Yui booms are already going, like, like that kid on the public transport yeah. who's playing their speaking, like bloody hell. No, no, not bloody hell though. They've got good music. But well, well, let's, let's talk a <laughs> little, uh, that's, that's fine. But let's talk a little bit about the, um, the, the away trips because you have kind of got two... Um, in succession, starting with, as you mentioned before, the the biggest one against Wellington. Is it is it almost like the perfect time to have this kind of trip for a fresh squad? Like it is a, a challenging one, obviously, but you know through that challenge, it's it's probably the one that brings you closest together. I imagine there'll be some initiations too at some stage. Uh, how how are you feeling about it? Look, I think. The look, it's an international trip as well. It's kind of a, it's a different pr- process. I think we are very very excited. Like we've never had an international trip in the A League, um, so f- already there we're we're already g'd up. But I think it's going to have to be that people need to adjust really really fast. Um, you know, there's number one, there's a time difference. The flight times long. Um, all those little factors like how how are you going to prepare under the circumstances? Like, you know, and we can have our Adelaide trips and our Canberra trips, you know, one and one and a half hours, but for a four hour trip with, with a massive time difference, um, I think, look, I think people are a little bit nervous. I think, like I said, it's always good to be a bit nervous, but I think we all just are way too excited to kind of actually like process that we're actually going to play on Saturday. Mm. Um, But, you know, we're going to, we're flying out early tomorrow morning, um, we're going to, you know, be able to adjust pretty quickly. And then we have Sunday, Sunday morning. Um, but to be honest, I feel as if it's just like any other game. Like I said, the only thing that needs to hold off is the wind. Um, yeah. I already checked the reports and it's not looking good. But <laughs> I think, like I said, we've already been conditioned to the wind here. And um, it's just going to be a whole nother, like I said, another first time. It's our first international trip. And, um, yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's, we, didn't, we haven't played a, a team like Wellington at, at, in Wellington I played with Wellington against um victory last year and, and you know it was everything was rearranged because of COVID so I think yeah all around it's just it's it's, it's uh, sorry it's excitement no, it's my god sometimes I just talk my own tongue off but I can't even get words no, together it's okay. it's all right. but, we, we yeah. won't ask you about Alex Sinclair, about Alex Sinclair again <laughs> that's, that's, a, that's where my voice went to be honest <laughs> exactly. um so so it's the first away trip of the season that does mm-hmm. usually mean some sort of initiation welcome to the club kind of thing is that yep. can we expect that this weekend for for your group i've been trying to not act like i know about initiations <laughs> and i'm hoping everyone else just forgets about initiation 
But I reckon, I reckon we've definitely, especially with our leadership group and, and mm. Jackie is, is an absolute, you know, she's a laugh as well. So I think she will definitely have that up her sleeve and just spring it on everyone. Okay. Well, if we let, do well, have one, yeah, oh, let's, I'm, I'm going to have to start thinking about it on the plane ride. So yeah. need to be prepared. Is is there one, I mean, you've already dropped some, uh, some tracks that Bakua approves of. Is there, <laughs> is there one that, that springs to mind? Could you, I know you won't do it on the show. Could you? Sing your own chant. Is that is that something that'll that would be happen? so good? That would be so. Good. Oh, I think no, that's not allowed. Not we we sing our own chants, or we sing someone else's chants in the change room. That's good. But like, I, I will literally be like, especially TJ's. Hers is um Monday, Tuesday, Tyler J, <laughs> and I'll just I'll randomly just sing that in the change room. So, so no, that's that's. That's not initiation because we already do that. See, that's so, a, that's the sign of a good club culture. We yeah. don't we don't want to sing our own songs. We're not here for us. Yeah. If someone starts ahead of us, we're happy for Absolutely. them. We're going to be chanting their song their instead song. of ours. No. And we know them all too. Don't worry. We we know everyone else's <laughs> chants. So we're prepared at all times. No, I think they are on YouTube because I've seen them. I, I think I like they popped up. So I might learn the words. And next time we have a, a player on, and next time we have you on, Franny, maybe we'll intro the show with with your theme music because i'm sure we'll have you on it was to the point that in the practice game we um they sung it and i'm a pretty serious player like there's nothing that can really break me on the field and i actually laughed like i was just like this is so funny and everyone else was like did you hear your chant did you hear your chant i'm like i loved it so they've really like i said the western supporter group has really just outdone themselves on those ones so yeah well they are they're great they're great active support and we love active. We all love active support in the dub and get around the dub this weekend. Some really good games ahead. But Franny, thank you for joining us on the show. Number one friend of the show status at the moment. Um, don't yep. think you'll get ta- that taken away yeah, from Pekua you. Yeah, keeps good. a power. Uh, Pekua keeps Mate, a power ranking, and keep, you're at the top at of the, the top. And I'm number one. No <laughs> one's coming for me. That's <laughs> well. <laughs> exactly. So um, thank you for joining us, and uh, we'll head to a break, and we'll be back. Thank you for joining us, Franny. I know you've got to you've got to go. So, but yeah, thank Any you for time. joining us on the show. We're actually speaking of team bonding. We're doing Thanksgiving. That's where I'm oh. heading off. To. Oh, okay. Oh, how about Enjoy that. Some Americans in, oh. and oh, I, I know three, three Americans in a squad of twenty, and they just take over. They, exactly. You got to do their traditions now. That's yeah. it. Exactly. They said, "Oh, yeah, we're we're having Thanksgiving at the at our house, and everyone's coming, and everyone's bringing something. Seriously, we've got cranberries, cranberry sauce. We've got." Brussels sprouts. I don't even know who's bringing what. Do you what? Bring? Yeah, what are you bringing? What do you bring? Has just kept going off. <laughs> what do you what bring? What do you bring? Oh, I'm bringing Aussie classic. I'm bringing a chocolate ripple cake. Good. That's a good. No, that's a that's good. A great, that's a good. Yeah. Like nice. You've done no, well. No You've done well. Be, no one's going to be disappointed by that. <laughs> I was like, you know what? So, yep, easy. We had training yesterday morning, so I was like, I'm going to be exhausted actually making this cake after. And we had training this morning as well, so I was like, I need something quick, easy, going to be good. Yeah. Um, and no one was really bringing desserts. Mm. So I was like, oh, and it's yeah. like, it's the kind of thing where it's like, no one, you, when you turn up with your, you know, chocolate ripple cake that you've made, mm-hmm. no one's going to look at that and be like, why would you bring that? Yeah, like exactly. who, who brings a, who brings a chocolate ripple yeah. cake? Everyone's just like, fuck yes. That's chocolate ripple cake. cake. And I love it. Cause the Americans are going to be like, what? I even Jackie this morning was like, what the hell is a chocolate ripple cake? And I'm like, you will see. Yeah, just exactly. wait. Trust just me. Wait. Just wait. Exactly. And then we just have like one of the girls saying, no way you brought a chocolate ripple cake. <laughs> it's, good. it's the best. I can't wait. So it will be really good. But well, we'll, a little good prep before we fly out tomorrow. So, exactly. Well, Fine. we will let you go and uh, enjoy your 
Aussie American Thanksgiving and Aussie uh, American turkey ham. Will you guys be watching the All Access? Because that's coming out. Has that come out already? Yeah, it will be coming out tonight. Yeah, will you guys watch it? Well, honestly, they're absolute. Just there's always something going on with this international house. Yeah. If the TV is working, we'll be watching it. Okay. If it's not, <laughs> well, we'll probably have like a little phone up there, and that, that's what's <laughs> going to be doing justice. So, yeah, no, it'll be it'll be really fun. I heard there's a seven kilo ham from Jess McDonald, so. Sure. Mm, it's going to be a good yeah, one. Intimidatingly sized exactly. leg of ham. That's, uh, that's full on. Jess McDonald, an excellent Too cook funny. as well. That's what we're hearing now as well. She is. Okay, okay. Well, we'll let, we'll let you go and enjoy that, Franny. Thanks, All thanks right, for thanks, joining guys. us. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having me as always. Bye. Cheers. Good Have luck for the one. weekend. See ya. Thank you. Take care. Bye. Pickett, she lays it off. Teresa Polaris. And we're back for the final time tonight after speaking to number one friend of the show, Francesca Iamano. But Francesca leaves I feel us. Like best friend of the show is right no, there, no, and like, you choose not to use it. No, but I don't want to put that on her if she doesn't want. To, she doesn't feel the same way about the show. Okay, you know, that's true. I mean, number one friend of the show is still a pretty big commitment, and she was willing to take that pretty happily. She's got a lot. She's got a lot to focus on, and Francesca leaves. Also, yeah, also, what's he doing here? Yeah. yeah, Well, if you let me do my intro, I was going to start. I was going, oh, Francesca leaves, and then Oscar comes comes to replace. But you guys wouldn't let me do that on my show. He's just making me uncomfortable. So, um, yeah, but no, no, it's, uh, we're back with the final uh, little bits, and we thought. Dub season started, it's kind of important. Maybe let's just talk about the games that probably help. Obviously, we are a show that focuses on the players, for the players, by the players. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm so mm. kidding. I'm so kidding. trying to work out the mental <laughs> gymnastics. I'm so I just always wanted to who say are, that. Like, I, I, who amongst us I'm is so the kidding. players? I'm so kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen Prakula do a crossbar challenge, so you know, I, that was maybe. Right. No, I've I was never just... seen Oscar play a sport. No. I've heard he's quite good at dart, but I don't <laughs> think that translates no, to football. No, I've heard he's good at lacrosse. You know, he would fit his. <laughs> no, <laughs> the darts was not a joke. He is Oscar is no, genuinely yeah. a wizard. I like that. <laughs> that was a good reference. That's good. That's real, good. real darts players will know. The real cross niche of A-League women's supporters and no. darts Oscar's enjoys. Good at, Oscar's good at squash. They're Any, in this room. Anything you play at a, um elite, uh, at a, what are those, country clubs, Oscar's good at. <laughs> Oscar grew up there, so he's really good at those. Okay, we have to stop the self-indulgent broadcasting. No, no, but no. We've got no, to talk no, about no. what the people want. No, no, want. but it is, this is for, it's for the players by, by people who, who wanted to hear their stories. That's... I, I haven't worked that into a nice little thing, but that's what I'm saying. For the players, by the players, I feel like surely it's for the people who wanted to hear those players' stories as well, though. Aren't they part of this? Yeah, no, but like this is our show. It's true. Well, our show. It's Pakua's show. I am. I mean, you saw how she reacted when we cut her off during our own so intro. I'm just back saying, I want to intro. This is, you see what's happened? We spiral. But no, um, we, should talk we about cut her off. I can't. I can't, be- <laughs> I can't believe I'm. Sa- I'm. I'm saying this. C- can we talk about the football, please? Talk about the but no, we should. We should go over the games. Let's start with. Ooh, Oscar or Lockie? Who should we start with? Let's go with you, Lockie. You. Uh, 
enjoyed the highlights and the game of Canberra versus Perth Glory. I did. Take yeah, us through that. What did you see? There? Well, it was another. It was another classic um, between Canberra United and Perth. I don't know what the what the magic formula is. Whether there's something in the water, but every time, something at least, at least, um, at least, you know, recently, when these two sides play, special things seem to happen and. That's certainly the way this this game went. It was an, an end-to-end, um, you know, I, I guess goal fest. Does four, four goals classify as a goal fest? Yeah, if, if it's a two-order, I think we'll count it. Um, I thought Canberra were, were a bit unlucky uh, in this game, to be honest. I thought they probably created more of the chances, but ultimately profligacy, um, you know, it, it did hurt them. Nikki Flannery, obviously coming back from her ACL, I thought was... Fantastic! She had a couple of good chances that she should have scored, including that one in the first half where it, I think, struck the struck the post. Um, that that Sarah Langman might have have it had it covered, even if it you know was on target. But she still went close. Uh, Grace Ma was brilliant. Grace Jarley scored. I heard Grace Jarley obviously scored, but Grace Ma I think was probably the standout player on on the day. Um, she really really bossed things in. In the middle of the park, and of course there was a um, a dream debut as well for for Vesna Milivojevic, and also another dream debut for uh, Taryn Hedo, who did a yes, a good job. She did do an excellent uh, excellent job, job and you could game. hear her um, excitement across all of the goals, but particularly that Milivojevic strike, which was just so nice. Like it was such a sweeping move, a great counter counter attack from Canberra. I think it was Grace Ma who played her the pass, and she lets it come across her body and then strikes it pretty sweetly. And, yeah, I, I thought Canberra would come away from this game feeling a bit disappointed that they didn't take more out of it. But, yeah, Perth had some some pretty good moments, particularly after um, the introduction of Sayara Hinson. So how did um the number one captain of uh, the dress well, coach well, Play well, uh, society go. Alex Abarcus? Yes. I assume you mean. He meant their vice, his vice. Uh, well, I actually didn't see any shots of him on the sideline. So I don't, I don't know how well he was going in the sartorial game. I assume fairly well, as he often does. Um, I think, I think he did reasonably. I mean, I guess if I was, if he was here right now, I'd probably just ask him, you know, why didn't, why didn't Sarah Hinton start? Because she was one of their standout players last year. Obviously, I think she was there. Leading goal scorer, and the minute she it's made shoes, Oscar, mm. when you're searching about the minute she yeah. made her way onto the pitch, um, you know things did shift. Perth became a bit more uh, functional in a in attack, and it was her who got the um, got the assist. I'm pretty sure for for Gabriella Coleman's first goal on Perth debut. So yeah, there there were there could have been more goals, but I was pretty happy with how it was uh, as a contest. Um, it ebbed and flowed, but I think ultimately Canberra will will come away the side um, slightly more disappointed to only get a point from the game. Oscar, did you see much of that game? Look, I won't pretend to have seen it in yeah, great sure. detail. No, okay. I, I will say that I think that, you know, based on what I did see and based on Lockie's analysis and discussion of the game, I think that this is the kind of game that uh, Canberra will take a lot out of and that Canberra can perhaps hope to see more yeah. of throughout the season because coming up against a well-coached team like Perth Glory where they don't have the same... I mean, we know that lots of these teams aren't particularly well resourced, but Canberra, in particular, with the yeah. young side, with the kind of that rebuild, new coach, new approach, uh, I think that there were lots of positives to take from the game. And if you've got 
young promising players who are being allowed to shine and are having good games and the nature of that kind of squad is that it won't happen every single week but I think that these kinds of positives even though they didn't end up taking all three points albeit they should have I think that that's I think that this is the 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 kind of role model performance that Canberra will look to emulate throughout the season I think yeah for Canberra it's about starting this season strong and Continue that form they had from the end of last season. Because mm. last season they finished really well. They really struggled at the start. But getting off to a really strong start this season is important for their season, especially if it's a longer season as mm. well. So, Well, and I think what will give them hope is to have you know a player like Nikki Flannery to mm. add her back in. Obviously, when someone's returning from such a big injury, you're not expecting them to necessarily hit the ground running. And for sure, there was, was some rustiness, particularly with the finishing. But in terms of her... Her general play, she was really good. And you look over the side, and you know, with the two Graces who were both good performers, Michelle Heyman further afield, and, and Nikki Flannery, there's some decent talents to, you know, get good results this season potentially. And I think to score two goals without needing Michelle Heyman to score either of them is yeah, also great a, a, a good thing to take away from them. Just the spreading out of those goals and not being so reliant on a player like Michelle Heyman because, of yeah, course, that exactly. is what we've seen a lot. And she's, she's very close to that record. Or the, or, uh, I can't remember exactly what record it is, but she's very close to it. And she's been close to quite a few records. No, but no she's, there is times. one that she's like particularly close to. I've, my brain has just escaped me. But the other 3 p.m. kickoff on Saturday was the uh, the Raw Jets game, uh, which a lot of fun, a lot of action, a lot of few goals disallowed. But for Brisbane, getting out on top, and I think they'd be maybe a little bit disappointed they didn't finish uh, with – a bigger goal line, but they did have a few goals just loud. So, you know, but it was a very entertaining game, and and for the Jets, we just keep on moving up. Well, for for the Raw first and foremost, I think a wonderful precedent to set where they've actually scored the chances that, that, yeah. that they've created because they we were know that was side last season. Like when exactly. you when you watched the Raw and you saw where they finished at the end of the season, you're like, that's so weird that they're here because. They're actually a very competitive team. They just they have like these fifteen minute blocks where they just like seem to fade and they like mm. lose concentration and then and the, the teams like capitalize. But they've really like you know they continuing from last season and beating the Jets. Yeah, I, I, and I, I think that it's important for the mentality and for the for the vibe of the squad that they have this kind of experience to lean on moving forward because you don't want to get back into that cycle of feeling like. No matter how many chances you create, you're not going to score enough to get results on a consistent basis. Uh, I think the other thing that I took away from this game was that the Raw got a win, uh, despite the fact that obviously Katrina Gorry's not yeah. there and won't be there for a, for a reasonably long time, uh, which which is just a huge loss for them. No, which the, the, is such a huge blow. Even though in past seasons the season's been shorter, so it's been really really important to get off yeah. to a good start. And maybe this season gives you a little bit more cover in terms of if you mm. are to start slow. It is still really important with such a long season. You need to have a bank of points if you later down the track, you, your team starts to get fatigued with the extended season. So for sides like Brisbane who are wanting to push into that finals like race, beating sides like Jets who maybe this season is not the season they're going to get into finals. Mm. It's really well, not important. on the basis yeah. of some of the yeah, <laughs> defensive play yeah, exactly. we saw, particularly so for the It's important goal. for them to beat the the teams. They are ex- Not that anything's an e- anyone's an easy beat or that, but it's just when you have the... Well, you've got to knock on, away yeah, the teams on, 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 Yeah, on, on paper, if you're a, like a, would say a stronger team, you need to beat yeah. you know those yeah. teams. And 
get your season moving at a at a good pace. Mm. Well, we, the, the the promising thing for me, just quickly, I, I mean, I want to float a theory. I, we didn't get a chance to to do a preview for Radio Dub of the yeah, season. Yeah, do previews but, on Radio Dub. Well, I have. That's true. We're we're more uh, we're a reaction. We we don't come in. <laughs> The first week before something, the, the, I mean, this show, what is is this show if not characterized by impact? It, it doesn't predict; it reacts. Absolutely. It's it is not a proactive show; it is a reactive show. We do what the fans That's why want. we started when when it became uh, NPLW in the off season, Victoria. We didn't we didn't go from the start. We don't we didn't have an episode where we were like. So what are Belene up to? What transfers have they made? We're like, no, nope, we're starting from round six. Yeah. And if you don't like it, you can leave. And that's not a great method for listenership sometimes. But um, no, I think for the most part, our, our brand, uh, it resonates. But anyway, I'm, I'm getting off the... Uh, a problematic metaphor in the context of Australian football. Isn't yeah. it, to be, I'm getting yeah. off the beaten, the beaten mm-hmm. track. Um, one thing I would have floated, though, is how do we rate uh, Larissa Crummer's chances of potentially... Featuring towards the pointy end of a of a golden boot race, perhaps. I mean, I think, she. I think she's up there. Yeah, I, I think in, the, in this side where everything kind of filters through her, and even they like the, the when they play out, why they they always find a way to have her involved, and what? she's okay to go deeper and get that and get the ball and bring it up. I I, I think she, she is up there. I don't know if she'll get enough goals. Cause I don't know if Brisbane will score enough goals, mm. but she's up there. Uh, Hannah Wilkinson's actually she's not playing at the moment. No, so, but once, once she comes, she comes back, back, she'll be a threat. Um, the girls down in Adelaide are always a threat, so it's 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 you know mm. it's 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 going to be tight. I, I I think it's going to be even though last season was pretty tight with the the Golden Boot race. I think it might be tighter with a few more players involved with the length mm. of the season. Well, well. You, you, I mean, you talk about the Brisbane players going out of their way to to get it to her. I felt like the goal that she did score was a very good example of that. Yeah, where, um, yeah, because Shay Connors obviously makes this great run down the right and she passes it into Hecker, who very easily could have shot, but she was like, no, let's, you know, yeah. play it across and play it forwards to Crummer, who basically was given an empty net. And could this make Larissa Crummer the first ever golden boot winner to play at fullback in a World Cup? Just a thought. A horrifying thought, but a thought nonetheless. Versatility is really... Realistic thought. <laughs> versatility is important um, in the uh, in the Matilda side, and we like versatility. And uh, the other three PM kickoff, which I did, victory Western United, great game on the field. Not a great game for me off uh, doing the comms, but we move, we move, and okay. uh, so the fans on social media who uh, love a bit of hate. Some of your stuff was funny, but um, also <laughs> let's relax on social media. It's a bit intense sometimes. Um, but the game, Western United Melbourne victory, a lot of fun. First win for for Western United. What are your thoughts, guys? Yeah, I mean, I had I had great fun watching this game. Um, I was doing a bit of watching it through Dub Zone, but it was I think the 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 overwhelming thing for me about about this game because I do think it was was characterised in some way by the conditions. The wind clearly yeah. was making it very hard to construct attacking moves of, of much coherence for either for either side really um i think western probably just edged it where attacking chances are concerned particularly inside sort of pre taking the lead at least um but not by any clear margin but what what the big thing was for me after the goal which obviously was the the big moment but the colder 
identity, like the, I guess, I guess we have to stop calling it colder identity and, and call it for what it is because it's transferred it's from colder to West. Well, it's Talksball. Mm. It's Talksball. And we saw it, I think, um, ingrain itself into this side and subsequently into this league with success so quickly because once Western United had the lead, as we've seen Mark Torcaso sides do before, they're not um, not willing at all to to cough up that lead. And, yeah, they gave away a few good chances. Alex Chidiak probably should have scored an equalising goal. But for the most part, the Torcaso system functioned really effectively uh, against the reigning champions of this competition. And it was it was as big a statement win on your opening day that I think you could possibly have. And yeah. the rest of the league may well be on, on notice after what happened on Saturday. Yeah, I, I think that's absolutely a fair summation of it. It is obviously complicated by the two facts that you did allude to, the first being the conditions. I'm really interested to see whether that holds up kind of where, where if, for example, the conditions are such that their opposition can more effectively actually play football, mm. whether that maintains, that that pattern holds up, which it very may, may well do. But for me, that's the interesting thing to observe over the next few weeks. No, but I, I, I get the thing about the wind and the wind was obviously a really, really big factor. But I actually, I just think the Western played better yeah, and, well, they ad- and they adapted yeah. better because... If you watch that game, it, it looked like a lot for victory at the start. They were going down that side with uh, Beatty and Alex Chidiak and Nat. They were going down that side, really going after uh, Francesco Iamano. Mm. And, and that was a lot of their actions were coming through that side and they didn't really diversify a lot of their movements. So it seemed like once Western adapted to that and the likes of um, Hannah Kane and... Uh, Jess McDonald really got into the game. They played some really nice yeah. um, link-up play between the two. And, and that's kind of where I was going to go with my second point, though, was to say something about I don't think any of us are disputing that victory did not play to the standard that we expected them to play at, and nor is it the standard that I think any of us expect them to play moving yeah, forward. No. So, uh, you know, I, well, that was coherent. Uh <laughs> I don't believe that, for example, Victory will put out another performance or more than a couple of performances that poor again yeah, no. this season, which just adds another layer of, of, you know, wait and see to the way that Western United were able. What Would that defence or would the way that they played, which was... which, Sorry, I'm, I'm really struggling with my it's sentences okay. here. The way they played, which, was effect, which did effectively nullify what Victory were doing, will that hold up against more uh, coherent, Opposition moving mm. forward, which we would expect victory to be, but they weren't on the weekend. Mm. If if you look at that victory lineup, there's like at least six players in that lineup that were not either were not there last season or um, were not playing consistently. Yeah. Like like Melina Ayres up front, she did not play until the final series. Beatty was not there last season. Uh, Tiff, oh not Tiff, uh, at least Cal Knight wasn't there last season. Nat Tatham wasn't there. Callum Morrison was not there throughout the entire season yeah. and Jessica Nash is not was also wasn't there. So there is a lot of change that's happening within this group and a lot of players who have to adapt and understand the Jeff Hopkins system, which which is a, is a simple system but also a complex system in mm. like it could take time to learn. Well and and again, going back to our preseason musings, um, off air, obviously, because it, this is this is not a not a proactive podcast; it's a reactive podcast. Um, maybe this is where the opening sort of month or so of the season, where we do see 
Western United get that sort of inherent advantage because, yes, there's a lot of new players, but there is this core who not only have they been teammates for a very long time, but they've been teammates under this system specifically for a very long time, while other sides have got a core but are dealing with a a lot of fluctuations and, and a lot of adjustments to their squad and you yeah, know, Wellington I, have certainly got some some new players that are are, are going to throw some you know hairy moments up for them too. I think. Yeah, this week. I think for for Western for a side like Western, I think the early part of the season is going to. I don't think Mark Torcaso would say that he expects his team to be full in full like gear till maybe like round four or round five, like just to fully adapt. But the early parts of this season, they are going to have the advantage of just really understanding each other, that time that a lot of people take to bond to get to know each other, they've got most of that sorted. And it's just some really – some big characters still to mm. be incorporated into the system. But I'm more concerned to see how they go long-term throughout the season because they've been playing for a long time. Like these, they, these a lot of these players just have not stopped playing football mm. throughout the, the whole year. So well, uh, how will that affect them, like? Because they played into the finals, they didn't just yeah. play the season and then. Like... And and also, they had a terrible start to last year as well. Yeah. Like we know, this team doesn't need to finish top of the table to you know to win it all. Like that, they, they were sort of having these defensive issues for such a long time. You know, they signed Brooke Hendricks and they go on to to win the grand final, but they snuck in. Like they nearly didn't yeah, make the final. I, yeah. So we don't we don't need them to be a top one side. And so blips like this will be okay. Yeah, exactly. Um, so let's move on to Sunday because three the three kickoffs, I would say next kickoff in uh, conjunction with uh, Dub Zone. Are we not going to talk about Dub Zone? I haven't actually had a chance to have a look at it Ooh. yet. So okay. uh, have you guys had a chance to look at it? Yeah, I, I watched Dub Zone. I enjoyed, uh, I enjoyed Dub Zone. Oscar watched it as well. We actually watched it together, in yeah. fact. Oh, what a world. Nice. With that, with Josh Parrish and Nick Dubano, uh, I liked it. I liked it. Um, yeah, it's a good offering for for someone who doesn't necessarily want to, you know, just pay attention to one game. Um, also, good a good product for someone who maybe wants to learn a little bit more about the league because you can sort of take bits and pieces for each of the three games that are being played. And you know, when you've got someone like uh, Teo on the, on the panel who is a font of knowledge, you're always going to pick up a a nugget or two about a player that you you didn't already know. So yeah, good fun. I'm looking forward to seeing uh yeah, what machinations um and what, you know, twists and turns it takes as the as the season goes on. No, I'm sure it's going to be it's going to be great and I can't you know when I don't have a game, I will definitely mm. uh have a look at it more closely. But uh the other game on the other weekend uh was Wellington versus uh, City which City came out comfortable winners and a real masterclass from Maria Rojas, uh, Oscar. Yeah, it certainly was. It, uh, I, look, I, I felt like the first half an hour, Wellington were brilliant, uh, which I think was really a product of the enthusiasm and the zeal that comes with playing their first ever professional game in New Zealand. Uh, so th- that, that they came out with a lot of energy. They're a young team. There's a lot of Kiwis in that side. And, and so that that's what kind of, I think, propelled them to that really impressive start. And I really liked what I saw from them. I think, although not one of the younger players, I think Betsy Hassett was throughout the game sensational. Yeah, she was really she's, good. She's just a class above, really. And I think that her presence in that team will be super, super valuable for, for, for Wellington moving forward this season. But then as, as the game wore on 
And as that enthusiasm kind of drained for Wellington, I think that Melbourne City just gradually used their superior experience and also just pure quality uh, to, to kind of overrun them. You speak about experience, but there are a lot of young players in this side and it's, and it's like they play, they've had this, this system for a while with Rado and yeah. also they're going to lose Rado for a while. Well, what? an indeterminate yeah, period of time at this time, point. I'm not quite sure. So, um, but... Well, this was Dario's, mm. you know, managerial bow. Yeah. Um, so in terms of um, players like Riley Henry, Cairns uh, mm. and Daniela Nem- Garlic as yeah, well. Yeah, and how did you think? How do you think those younger players went? How, how did the younger players go? Yeah. Look, yeah, no, I, I, I think... Look, I, I think it's a fair point that you brought up for Kuen that they have a really nice mix. Because so, they do clearly have experience in, you know, obviously they've got Rojas for a little bit. They've got someone like Rihanna Policina who's been around for a long time. Leah Davidson's been doing this for, for a significant period. Katie Bowen, obviously. So, so throughout the pitch, they've got those experienced heads, which perhaps a side like Wellington doesn't, was, was really the point that yeah. I was making. In terms of the younger players, look, I, I, I think... It's really interesting to see how, how, how the system is working. I thought Daniela Galich worked her way into the game. I thought that she was, she looked a little bit lost for me at the very beginning, but gradually she started to find her feet and she looked really promising. She's so tall for someone so young. Mm. She just towers above the rest of the competition and looks like such an athlete. And, and, and for me, that's really exciting to see how she can grow with that, with the experience of playing a full season. Uh, Amina Ekic, I thought, looked really dangerous. I was, Just I was, a shame about her finishing, really. Well, that's right. She 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 should have had uh, at least one goal, uh, probably two or three. She was very proactive and got heavily involved. So, I, and and look at the back. I didn't think in the end that someone like Naomi Shinoma actually did a whole lot for most of the game because, particularly, the second half was played almost entirely in Wellington's half of the field. Yeah, well, how did you see that game? Well, I I saw it similarly to to Oscar. I thought. The th- as he said, the 30 minutes, uh, the opening 30, I thought Wellington were, were very, very competitive. But once they maybe lost that that early zeal, that early energy, and Melbourne City started to become a bit more dominant, I think that placed more pressure on you know what is maybe a, a slightly or was in this game a slightly weak um, Wellington Phoenix defence, and and they did they did crack they did crack a little bit. Um, main thing, or rather person, I want to talk about though was Rihanna Policina. I mean, I was another friend of the show. I, another friend of the show, but I was pretty high on her last season. As we had her on the show last season, I, I, I I'm aware. <laughs> I know that that's what friend of the show means. I just want you to, and that clarify. that um, you know, obviously, Franny Yamano is uh, number one friend of the show. Doesn't, I, mean, doesn't mean we don't have other girls. We love, we love no. all that. Other people can show. challenge for Franny's throne. She might not like it, but. It's it's an open forum. Is this just a recency dub. bias thing? Is it whoever was most recently no. on? I think she's, claims is she the one? only double feature? No. No. Well, talks. Talks has been on mm. multiple times. Talks is um, arguably talks is number one friend of the show. Honestly, talks is up there. He's up there. It's just Western United. We might have to have a title belt like, fight no, or something. We don't. We don't. Yeah. I wouldn't want to see them fighting. We don't have favourites. We just <laughs> have sad. Guess who come on? We have number ones. It's just a coincidence. Yeah, best friends. Anyway, anyway, someone who's in the mix is Rihanna Policina, and I was pretty high on her as a as an attacking midfield talent last season. Um, and I saw nothing from this game that makes me want to to sell my stock. Her futsal any... skills are coming out. Oh yeah, I, I've yeah. can I just say I've actually been watching 
um, the Futsal Victoria streams where she does play. Um, she's really good, man. Like oh. technically, like the close control. She's just such a a joyous player to mm-hmm. watch, and and that I think the second goal that she scored in this game was just it was like the that curling terrible? effort oh, yeah, off the post. Just brilliant. Um, if anything, I'd go back and buy more Rihanna Policina stocks, yeah. even if they're at a slightly inflated price. Well, it's interesting because she's playing a different role this season, both, I mean, positionally, but yeah. also in terms of the squad as a whole, because now much more so than last season, she's particularly at this start when you're missing someone like Hannah Wilkinson uh, being asked to lead and guide this group of players. Mm. And, and, and I, don't, I don't hate it, though. No, and, and, she... and well, based on our game of evidence so far, she seems to have stepped up to that plate very, very effectively and, as you say, mm. also continues to perform yeah. on the pitch. But uh, Marie Rojas coming yes. in as a... Um, yeah, it must be in... nice for Melbourne, Melbourne to No, he's, hey, just, he's yeah. just very nice. He's been at an injury... Uh, repli- injury... What's the official term? Injury replacement player. player. Yeah, but she had some... Like, honestly, she was turning so much. I thought... Do you know those... Um, not that you guys would know, but do you know that you get the little... You get a toy and like you'd open. It's like the ballerinas come out and they just do lots of turns. Uh, she was doing some. Why would we not know? I just I don't know. Did you? Get <laughs> you those think we t- just didn't grow up with toys or something? I don't know if you had those. We toys. were kids too. I know I just, we seem really cynical and like bitter. No, and I just twisted. didn't know if you had those toys. Okay. There but, was a time where Oscar and I used to play. Yeah, but she was just <laughs> some like really beautiful. Turns. I had Lego. Okay. <laughs> sure, you did. Um, said some beautiful turns and just seemed to have her way with the defense and just found herself in lots of space. Mm. How crucial is it for them that they get the most out of a player like that while Hannah Wilkinson is is out? Well, I think it's very important because you think of how influential Hannah Wilkinson was when you know when she was involved after she signed. Was it like midway through the season last year when she came in? No. Or was no, it the start? It was from the start. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, she was just great the mm. whole time. Um, she did leave for a little bit and come back. Yeah. Sorry, that, that's, what, we that's, about, that's yeah. what I'm thinking about. Like when she returned, she sort of mm. went to, to sort of another level. Um, I mean, she was so important. If she's, you know, if Maria Rojas is her injury replacement player, you're expecting or at least hoping for the same level of impact. And she certainly delivered that on the opening game. How sustainable that is, um, it remains to be seen, particularly because Hannah Wilkinson was just so yeah. good. Um, but yeah, it was a perfect start. Just want to touch on one more thing before we head on to the, the other game of the weekend, the last game of the weekend. Sally James is in goals um, instead of uh, Bubs. So that's obviously a big change from last season. Bubs had a great, great had mm. a great season. I I'm just going to get ahead of the story potentially here. I think Bubs might have been carrying an injury okay. or a knock. That's okay. that's what I heard. So that might have influenced yeah, the, okay. the starting. No, because lineup. I was just just wondering because when I saw it, because obviously I wasn't focused a lot on this game this weekend, but um, just having her in, she just doesn't really had played as as much. Shelly James mm. she still got a lot to develop, but how did you see her performance? Obviously, she probably didn't have a lot to do That's because right. um, you know Wellington didn't get up there a lot. But was what do you what are you seeing from Shelly James? Yeah, well, as you say, it, it's hard to read too much into Sally James's performance because other than the first half an hour, she wasn't particularly involved. When she was involved, she looked com- comfortable. She looked confident. She's a good goalkeeper. We know that already. I'm excited to see her perhaps get more game time this season uh, because, of course, she has had her injury struggles over the last year or two. Um, I think she's a really promising goalkeeper. We saw that before uh, when she was at Canberra, for example, and, and, and 
you know, she 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 looks she looks settled. She's going to be good. I, I'm optimistic about what Sally James can do for for Melbourne City. And just before we do move on, I do feel it's right to just touch on Wellington just for yeah. a couple of seconds more. We mentioned how good Betsy Hassett was. I thought Michaela Foster was also uh, exciting. She showed signs of promise, which which were which were nice to see. Uh, looking at the back, Kate Taylor, we know how how wonderful she was last season. Uh, alongside Mackenzie Barry, and they made a really impressive central partnership. Wasn't Kate Taylor's best game? Was turned by Rojas in a, twice uh, in a situation where you know you had to kind of know that that was coming. Uh, so I, I don't think that was Kate Taylor's best game, which was unfortunate for her because she is a really good, promising young young defender. So I, I'd, I'm interested to see how she responds to that and what she learns from being completely outclassed by Rojas. I have one more. One more thing. And I feel like it would be wrong not to mention the crowd as well. Mm. Yes. I feel like that was almost yes. almost the most important right. part of this game and we nearly let it, uh, nearly it. slip by with, with recognition. What was it? I think 5,000 total in attendance, which is the the record for a, for an A-League women's fixture. And yeah, it, it, it like I was a bit sort of concerned to start the game because I was like, oh, it looks a little quiet. I kind of thought people would be more hyped for... You know the return of this, or well, the the introduction yeah. of this team to to New Zealand, and ultimately in the end, it like it did fill out and it looked looked yeah, cool. It it's... sounded cool, and yeah, five thousand is 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 awesome. That's... It kind of makes you wish it could have been at a smaller ground, so we could have got to sort of have them packed in. Um, but no, it was still awesome. No, absolutely, and it's that's well, I think what Wellington missed last season and not playing at home and like. Was just kind of just a bunch of players on a travelling, you know, just constant travelling. But yeah. uh, but have them at home and that crowd show out in the well, first time is nice. Yeah, and it was something that Jason Pine mentioned on the um, on his commentary of the of the game is that, like when they have a difficult loss, so when they have a loss by a few goals, like they did today, uh, did on the day. Well, they don't have to just sort of go back to yeah. to a motel and contemplate the meaning of life they can go back to you know their family their their partner their friends and and do some stuff that's actually going to lift their spirits and it's 10 minutes away rather than you know several hours and for 5,213 was 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 the number thank you Oscar Um, but but yeah I think the crowd is such a huge deal and it's you know it's it's what this competition brings that like pretty much no other competition in the world brings which is it's it's bigger picture storylines the fact yeah. that so often yes. it's it's about so much more than purely the fact uh, than purely what happened on the pitch and and Sunday was a prime example of that yeah and uh, to finish off the weekend dream debut debut for Amelia Murray 88th mm. minute winner against Sydney FC who honestly I'm when I was looking back at that game I'm so surprised they did not score more they had so many opportunities going yeah. forward, but they just every time it just seemed to get away from them. They had a few miss, uh, shots go wide and uh, some sloppy, a little bit of sloppy play in that final third at times. I think Princess Arena had a good opportunity. She had a couple. Yeah, she a had really a couple. couple she really she didn't have that, her best game. So, but it's good to see her getting in dangerous areas. I think that's what you need her to be lively. Um, but they were just kind of. It almost like they were in a bit of haze from like, like the end of last season. Yeah. And, well, and they it, weren't fully clicking because that front three, obviously with Remy coming back, was last season was the best in the competition, like evenly across them. Because obviously Cities was quite good, but it was quite centralised with the goals was coming from one player. It was carrying that. But Adelaide United and uh, captain of the 
dress well, coach well, play well, society, Adrian Stenter. Getting that W. It's and a society now. It's absolutely. Building it's it. Okay. Society, right? Sorry, please. What do you think it was? What do you think it was? I, I just hadn't heard you use society before. It is society. I, 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 you don't believe that you, if you dress well, you coach well, and then you I, I, I did well. not say that. No, I support your. You know. th- I support your theory wholeheartedly. I think Adrian Stenter and Alexa Parkers are both excellent coaches and um, both dress well. Shoot, shoot, game fresh. Shoot, game fresh. But uh, what did you guys think of the game? Well, I thought it was quite a slow burner. To be honest with you, I felt like it was played in many respects, uh, particularly in the kind of opening 60, 70 minutes or so with the the weight of two teams who know that their, at least their internal expectations are to do quite well and go quite deep this season. And I think that led to maybe a, um, a tentativeness that, that we didn't see in, in a handful of the other games this season. I still thought Sydney were were much the better side. I see Pakua shaking her head. I'm not sure if she's... <laughs> no, I wasn't sure. Uh, I, thought, I thought you were disagreeing with what I had <laughs> no, to say, I was, and I was, I was like, oh, I, I, we both saw the game. Uh, yeah. you, you're welcome to have a dissenting opinion. Anyway, uh, I thought it was played with a with a bit of a, a hesitancy, um, but as the lines became a, a bit more stretched, it still looked increasingly like Sydney were going to be the side that that won, but ultimately it was Adelaide with this kind of... Well, I say perfect counter-attack, but it really was just a perfect ball. Yeah, um, and it came from nowhere. Yeah, it did. It, it was just like a, a sucker punch, like yeah. a yeah, out of the shadows. I don't um, want to overemphasize the relevance of the conditions, but I think they did play a role in this game as well. Yeah. It was a strong wind, and I think we saw that the side playing with the wind was the better team in each half. Uh, and, and I think that is relevant. I think that the stadiums that we that we see the teams play in in this competition mean that that's more of a factor than you would see otherwise. Uh, I, I think for me, the big takeaway was was I was really excited by Adelaide's front line. Like we already know what we're getting with with Chelsea Dorber and Fiona Wirtz, but Xiao Yu Yi was fantastic. Yeah, she was really really. really you know, she was so fantastic. It upsets me that she was on the um, the bench for my fantasy team. Very upsetting. Poor decision. You, had a, you didn't have a great debut week in fantasy. You had a thank bit you. of a Lucky. heartbreak. I, had a, I actually had a terrible weekend, but thank you for reminding me. Thank you. I said in fantasy. Thank you for I said me. I, really I just want the record appreciate, to show, and it will show because you can rewind the podcast no, and listen to it. I said in fantasy just because yeah, just, you lost by a couple of points. Just combining. Yeah, thank you. Okay, I'm sorry. My I'm sorry. Pacua. Lost girl, what are you saying? Anyway, for what it's worth, I, I, I got a win in fantasy. I scored 80 points. That's really why we're here at the end <laughs> yeah, of the day. So, yeah. When you say for what it's worth, it's worth everything. That's, yeah. that's, what, that's what it's all about. To me and very little to the other two people on the show. Is there Xiao really? Yu was fantastic, <laughs> though. She, she, she offers something that so few players in the competition offer. We saw that in the limited time that... that she was the all for from the limited sample size that that, that we've seen already and, and I think that you know, lots of people have been pretty high on Adelaide heading into the season and I feel like that was justified based on what we saw on the weekend, even though it ultimately relied on a a, a long ball from nowhere which Amelia Murray happened to get ahead on. But will, what a long ball out of nowhere it was though, Oscar. I will admit at this point in time that it was at about the eighty seventh minute of this game that I walked out of my room to go do something, oh. uh, to go... I, I can't even remember what I was going to do. I, I, I might have been going to get a snack. I can't remember. That's so weird. And and I walked back... B- because it 
I there it looked like there could be a goal coming, but, but not it was really. Kind of chaos. But it was going Sydney's way, and it was a stoppage. And I went, hey, it's, it's going to take a little while before the play gets Can underway again. My issue with you is is not that like you've gone and got up. It's just that it was the 88th oh. minute. Like oh, it's I was about so, to get really personal. Oh, and like, no, it's so late in the game. Like you might as well just wait. I don't understand why yeah. you've gotten up. And I didn't leave for the specific reason that I was like, I can feel a, yeah. you know, my my spidey sense for like a late goal weekend? was tingling. Sorry. Did you also have a bad weekend, Oscar? Is that why you got up and left? <laughs> I was like, I'm so done. I just need to leave at this point in time. I don't know why I got up and left. It had, as like you said, it had been a slow bird of a game. I was pessimistic that there would be a goal at the end. It looked like it would be a game where they both huffed and puffed and nothing ever happened. So I thought I could take the risk of leaving for a minute and I will not be doing that again this season. The football guns punish you for these misgivings. So you have to understand that. This is my thing. You get up from, were you watching on your TV? Bold of you to assume I have a TV. Laptop. So you've got a few houses on the question. <laughs> I was watching it on my computer. Your computer. So like, why wouldn't you get it up on your phone? So like, you were you had it with you. you also, know? you can take a laptop with you into another room. I was gone for forty five seconds. Of, I'm gradually reducing the amount of time I was out no, of the room. As this like story one going, we started with ninety seconds. I think that we went to sixty now, but forty five. Mm-hmm. I was out of the room for like forty five seconds. I did not think it was worth it. If I was going to grab something, I didn't want to be balancing my laptop and. The, other thing I was going to grab. That that's well. You just know what? To, Oscar, just to admit you you made a mistake. I admitted that from the start. I'm being interrogated on this mistake that I made, and I acknowledge it was a mistake. No, fair enough. Well, I think it was a rightful interrogation. I think, well, we to we need to we need to leave it there because <laughs> we need to leave it there. Otherwise, Oscar might yeah might, might, might get upset. Yeah. Um, Charlie Rule played in midfield. Just by the way, uh, just as another point of interest. Oh, I was wondering if you had. Any... Doesn't she play? Goalkeeper, very, I guess. Yeah. yeah. She's played all over, really. Well, well, she was a striker at the Women's yeah. World Cup. She was a fullback She's last season. Time. And I, I was curious as to whether either of you had any thoughts on her position there. Whether you, thought... I still don't know. I'm still yet to figure out what her best position is. So I'm, I think in a side like Sydney, they have the flexibility to play her in multiple positions because they've got players to cover for maybe her learning or trying to figure it out. Um, but I... You know, it, it, I don't know if it's the, what cost them the game this week, the last weekend, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if that happened again. You know, okay. I, I think she can play in a lot of different positions, but I don't quite know what her best position is just yet. I have no strong thoughts, to be frank. Okay. Do you have strong thoughts? No. Great. No, I was... I was, I was... Fantastic, Osa. Appreciate that, man. Um, <laughs> I kid, I kid. Thanks for rocking no, up. No, no, no. But um, it was great to have you all join us for another edition of uh, Radio Dub. can catch it on, well, anywhere really, SoundCloud, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere. Pocket Cast. Yeah, I've never heard of that. I always like to, sure. well, uh, there will be some people hopefully who have heard yeah, of Yeah, but uh, anywhere, everywhere you can listen to us. Uh, we'll be back uh, again at some point where we'll figure it out. But uh, bye for now. <laughs> Pickett, she lays it off, Teresa Polaris! It's an absolute peach! Is driving! What a hit from Melina Reyes! Wow! And Sam Kerr has a hat trick! Meet him up, one now! This is a bump that someone's from the junk, y'all bust them in the eye, and then I'll pick the bump, so I'll feel it. Talking, dancing, jumping, I got more miles than the cops than a Dunkin' Donut shop. So now I got props from the kids on the hill, from my mom and my pops. I came to get down, I came to get down. Jump around, jump around.